Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast, a podcast all about helping you identify and navigate your next move in life or career with confidence. I'm your host, Megan Houle, a one-stop shop for all things recruiting, professional development, and career pivots. And through my insights and our guest conversations, these episodes will help you to shift your mindset, change your direction, and change your life. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. Thank you again for tuning in and for all of our loyal listeners. I so appreciate you being here with us each week. And today you are in for a treat for a conversation with someone who has been inspiring me for years. So today I get to speak with Christina Muccio Eaton, who started her motivational journey early on as a D1 athlete, which led to many career pivots from corporate sales to being an entrepreneur, an investor, a fitness trainer, to a coach. And there is a characteristic that serves as a through line that follows Mooch wherever she goes in her life. And that is her drive. And she is the perfect cross between a self-starter and a team player who is known for seeking out new ways to build community and bring out the best versions of people. Mooch is an iconic Boston entrepreneur and fitness mindfulness advocate and always on the quest to explore new heights within her community and really can help you develop a fearless approach to life through her teachings and also on her podcast, The Point One Podcast, which is a space for entrepreneurs fit pros, CEOs, musicians, and human beings who are interested in connecting deeper on their why and what it takes to get to the next point one. So if you are looking for motivation and some pep in your step inspiration, Christina is certainly someone to know, to follow. If you're in the Boston area, she teaches at Bespoke, um, which has studios in Wellesley and South Boston and downtown Boston. So there are so many ways to engage with Christina. And I am just so appreciative of our connection and the relationship we've built over the years. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you so much for being here. Christina Muccio Eaton, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast because we had to throw in. You, I mean, you're a married woman now, so we're going to have taken that other I'm last name now. Mm-hmm. Always starving too. So it kind of, it, it just works. It really does work. Well, I had, I tried to broker the Megan Capitula Hool and Mike Hool was just like, absolutely Whoa, not. That's Mike a lot of just, words. That's a ton <laughs> It sounds kind of like a, a really cool dinner plate though. Yes, I'll take the Capitula Hool. Mm, okay, get in line. Take a number, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Love you. Um, yay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I don't know. I feel like this could be like a mini series of like how we've come into each other's worlds over the past year and like all that you've helped me in so many ways. And shout out to Justin, who will be listening and helping to edit and produce. Like, thank you so much for allowing me even to pivot with this podcast. I know. And for all the help. And I don't know, I just feel like I'm so grateful for the community of people like I have in my world. And for as much as I talk to some people, and they totally hate on Boston, like I feel like we have we have a really great, I feel like we have a really great city. If you are in the space of like-minded individuals that are speaking your same language, right? Um, Because how long have you been in Boston? Like, tell us a little bit about like, so yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And um, I actually was born north of Boston, um, grew up there, went, ended up going to college outside of Boston, um, did my whole kind of 
I'm quitting on Boston type thing, moved around a bunch and then realized how much I actually loved it and came back. So um, I've been back since 2017. And um, I truly think leaving the city for the time that I did gave me so much appreciation and so much more perspective um, to bring back into the city, which was just exactly what I needed. So yeah, it worked out. Good. No, I I agree with that. And I think um, for me, I mean, I'm this Boston transplant also, but my family grew up, we were upstate New York. And then what really drew, drove me to come into the city was, uh, you know, we have a Cape connection as well, but that was my mom on the Cape. And I would kind of like sneakily drive to Boston when we had a lot of energy, when I was like a lot younger, we're like, yeah, it's midnight. Let's drive to Boston (laughs) from the Cape. And I'm just like, how, how did I stay up for like 24 hours who have, and then go to work and do all the things. Um, but yeah, I think that it's uh, a city that I've been here almost 20 years and, um, but agree. I feel like I've had different lives while I've been in this totally. city. Yeah. So yeah. there's different eras and seasons that we're in, but I, I agree with you. Sometimes you need to like take yourself out. I, I love to yeah. travel. I know you do too. It's so enriching yeah. because then you can come back and maybe appreciate where those roots are. And then you're building all kinds of new now, which we're like, well, get it too. But um, yeah. so I did it. I always do like a little intro before the podcast, but I just love for all the listeners also to hear from you. Where are we catching you? Like, tell us like, what is Christina up to right now? Yeah. I know you got a lot of spokes in your wheel yeah, and also a lot, a lot of pivots. So I can't wait to yeah. like dive in at the heart of the podcast. But what are you up to now, my friend? Like where, yeah. yeah what's going so on? currently um, recording live with Meg from Austin. So I'm in Austin right now. Um, was just down here for a retreat and ended up coming back for a bunch of different things. But um, I'm always looking, like Mike said, to travel and meet new people and see new perspectives. I honestly do think it gives me such a kick in the butt to feel this new um, inspiration to bring back to Boston. So I'm always always traveling. Um, currently building out two different companies right now, which is freaking wild. It's ah. like, why not just do one um, when no. you could do two? So working on um, the first of its kind wellness center for Boston, which is really exciting. That's probably going to be landing end of 2024. Um, so looking at it about a year out, which is crazy. Um, also supporting standing up a company right now for entrepreneurs and executives to create this community where, um, and it really is at the forefront of community. Um, for so long, I built businesses around coaching and teaching, which is incredible. And I love every aspect of coaching and teaching, but this one really elevates the community aspect of it and how important it is to have networks across the board, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're in a circle of entrepreneurs or you're an executive in a circle of executives. So um, in so many different ways, finding these overlaps in different communities and putting it all in one place for all of the magic to just help itself, uh, um, which yeah. is, is really fun. Yeah. Um, so prior and, you know, kind of rewinding back to taking you on this journey to where you are now, I always mm-hmm. love to ask this question and I, I know you from all the things, business, fitness, everything. And I always love to ask like, are you today aligned with like how you were as a kid? Like, were you like a super athletic kid? Were you like high energy? Um, yeah. Did you play a lot of sports? Because I feel like some, I feel like we just, we grow up, but there's always something innate that that stays with us. Like that is like to our yeah. core, like our DNA. So what were you like as a kid? <laughs> so I love yeah. that you're asking this yes. because I think for me, um, I've never felt more connected to baby mooch as I do right now. And I couldn't figure it out for a really long time. And it was, it almost felt forced to try and figure it out. And I finally arrived back in this space where I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. So for me, when I was little, I always had my hands in a bunch of different things, like three sport athlete at all times. I was a gymnast all year round. So like that was a full commitment. Um, I was trying to play the piano. I was trying to like be an entrepreneur. I like begged my parents for chickens to start this like egg selling company, like freaking wild, right? And um, I had so many different hobbies and I fit into so many different spaces that 
you go through school, you go through college, you go through sports, and you're convinced that you have to give 100% to one thing. And based on like even my human design, like I'll do my human design, I'll look at all these things and I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like I wasn't made for a one track mind. I was made for being in a bunch of different places at the same time and seeing how actually all of those places and things connect. Um, And so after I sold my business last year, right before um, Alex and I had gotten married, and I remember coming back from our wild honeymoon that ended up being in New Jersey at the hospital, but story for maybe another day. But I remember coming back and being like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? Like, what is my one track? And then I realized like, that's, this is the space that I need to actually start filling in holes that have been left open for so long and just allowed not to get super woo woo, but allowed to be guided, right? Like this, there's so much power in being guided to what the next step is instead of trying to figure it out. And I truly believe from, honestly, from at least ninth grade, like high school, I was always trying to figure out what my next step was. And it created this very siloed life. So when I came, you know, fast forward, I don't want to age myself, but a long fucking time after ninth grade, I'm, I'm finally back in this space where I have all this space to just be guided. And, um, it's really supported me in so many different ways. So yeah, I think about kid mooch and like, I'm closer to kid mooch than yeah. I probably have ever been. And I'm 34 years old. So it's like, it, it took me a little bit, but now we've, mm-hmm. we've arrived again. Yeah. So early on in your career, given that, and I know I give you so much credit and I was super grateful, not as athletic as you, but I was let on some sports teams <laughs> back in the day, truly because I just didn't want to do gym in my school. If you played a sport. Oh, I like signed up for like two gym classes and my sport. I'm like, don't put me in a fucking classroom. Put me on a field, please. Right. Well, girl can't class. Well, the thing is in gym, you're like, you know, you're like playing kickball and you're kind of like with like the cool kids who actually are athletic. And remember when you, yep. if you like whiffed at kickball, then you were like made fun of. And then, then you're you made were picked fun last of. the next week. It was just terrible. Yeah. I know. Um, And then like, then magic, like getting sweaty and like putting your like school clothes back on. I just like the nineties, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah, kidding. Was... Like the things that we did. Well, I feel like I don't know if we talked about this before, but even even like the the schools and the gyms now. I remember our musty, dusty, crusty gym. You probably needed like a tetanus shot to go in and like lift. Oh, the fact that it was like a part of a school is a beyond it was only for like the football team we're like it's we're good it smells in there like we're fine like no one's lifting weights but um but no I think being on a team right and that team element is is just so important I just feel like not to go into like this generation but of of these up-and-comers where I was having so many conversations today about helping individuals maybe early on in their careers um you know starting to potentially tour colleges and like speak to sorority groups and or other like college community groups about how to like navigate the workforce and like put yourself out there these days and I just feel like we we're I don't know I I know you and I are kind of a special breed but when you have that innate sense of like I'm gonna go out I'm gonna create opportunities I love talking to people I can but if you're not like that you know, it's yeah, been it's, a little scary over the hard. past few years, right? And then yeah. I think like growing up with like so much technology now and all the things like it's so crazy, but I really appreciate our generation. And I, I know that we've been evolving with technology, but I, I'm still kind of old school. But I know too, like early on in navigating out of school, you were, you kind of got into corporate America for a bit, right? So like what were, yeah, yeah, what was early mooch? Like, yeah. what were you doing? And then what was that moment for your pivot that's, with purpose, right? That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was that's just okay. surviving. But yeah. um, no, when I graduated college, I did the whole like, oh, we need to all move to New York City and get a job. Mm-hmm. So I had actually interviewed for a job and moved all of my shit to New York City before I even graduated college. Um, went back, graduated college and started my, I honestly think we graduated on like a Wednesday or a Tuesday and I was starting my job on Monday. Hmm. So it was a very quick transition of like, Oh, jump in, hurry up. Like I did all the shoulds. 
Um, which looking back, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, great. <laughs> um, but ended up working for a tech company right out of school. Um, and I made it 10 months in New York City before I was finally like, this is not my city, um, mainly because I had no money. I was living with my best friend from college. It's probably the only reason I stayed for 10 months. Um, and at the time, the company that I worked for was looking to open an office in Denver. And I was literally the joke of my office because I would always say like, oh, you guys, I have never been to the West Coast. I've never been west of Tennessee. And people were like, this girl needs to get on a fucking plane. Oh my God. But same, um, like we didn't, I didn't travel. No way. Never, never at a younger yeah. age. And between yeah. like sports and yeah. my dad being sick, like we never, we would go to the Cape. We right. would go to same. the Cape for that two weeks. Yep. And that was it. Um, there was yeah. one time where we drove to Florida, which probably I honestly vividly remember eating hamburger helper in the back of this van that we rented, like horrifying. Oh. <laughs> you're like delicious. Oh. oh wait, your parents didn't do like what my aunts used to do to my cousins, which is like give them like Benadryl nighttime, and they're like, "Hey kids, take this shot," and then no, we like, sleep for like I, eight mom, hours. <laughs> my mom tells this story, and I'm like, I don't know if you were joking, but she used to dip our binky in whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like the '80s, the '80s, like smoking cigarettes yeah. outside, tan. Not us, but like our parents, like tanning with like the album covers covered with like foil and baby oil. Remember when it's like cool to go outside and just put baby oil on? I'm yeah, like, right? Like how? Yeah, we got soft. We've we got come soft, a long but... way, my kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We survived that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did my whole stint in corporate America. I lasted five years. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew going into corporate that this wasn't going to be for me. It was like, yeah. how can I learn as much as I need to learn, make as much money as I need to survive after this and give myself five years to really just hammer it. Um, and that's exactly what I did. It was, you know, asking all the questions, learning all of the things, trying different roles. Um, until I was, I was at a point where I was like, this is exactly what I worked for. And, um, that was when I moved back to Boston. So Yep. So when you came back here, when when did fitness come into play? Were you teaching at all in New York in your nine to five? I or like, was, what was that pivot? No, for you? it was yeah. when I moved out to Denver. I okay. started teaching um, a spin class, a boot camp class, and a TRX class. So functional. Yeah. Um, and I kept getting this feedback of like, we want you on the schedule more. Like, you know, you're kind of like good at this. Like, do you want to do more? And it was very evident to me that I was planning my work trips around when I taught at the specific studio. So I was like, maybe I do like this. Like, that's great feedback for me. Um, And so started picking up more classes. And at the time I had um, worked with a friend who had just left corporate America to go teach at SoulCycle. And I remember calling her and being like, Kaylee, like, I want out, like, I want to do what you're doing. Is this possible? Like, Mm. is this, you know, is this full-time fitness thing like even feasible? And she's like, dude, you would have no idea. Yeah. So I auditioned. I went back to Boston. Um, this was in 2016. It was uh Christmas Eve of 2016. And I had come home for Christmas and one of my friends, Aaron, dragged me to KDB's ride. And I remember leaving that class being like, I could fucking do that. Mm-hmm. So I walked, I walked my little ass right up to the front desk and I was like, who do I need to You're like, talk I'd to like to, to fill an application, it? please. Literally, it was me. <laughs> I, was our manager. Like, yeah. I like felt like El Woods, like, where do I need to go yeah. to be here? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of it. And uh I auditioned for Bespoke and Berries mm-hmm. for it was like the same weekend. I flew back to Denver. I ended up getting called back for both. So I flew back to Boston did the callbacks, flew back to Denver, got accepted, got back in, on my ass on a plane and started training and um, wow. taught my first bespoke and my first Barry's class on the same Thursday, Jan- or it was June 27th um, and have never looked back since then. Yeah. That was like my, wow. my initiation of like, okay, cool. How am I going to make this work? Um, huh. So left oh. corporate probably yeah. about a month into teaching. Yeah. So your company from New York moved you to Denver. So that's like what got you to Denver. And then you moved me to Denver. And then I actually left that company about six months after I was in Denver and started at a new company. 
Um, it was a much bigger company based out of St. Louis. Really, it honestly, it got voted like best company to work for year after year after year. And it honestly was. Um, so you can only imagine, and I'm sure you have so many clients and yourself who could probably speak to this, but like when I was leaving that job, I got so much feedback around like, how could you leave? You're getting paid so much. You have the best benefits. You're traveling all the time. You're, you know, going to all these sporting events and these cool dinners. And I was like, honestly, I don't fucking care. That's the thing. I just didn't. I was at a point where it just didn't matter to me anymore. Yeah. Yes. I actually have, because that was my pivot out of, um, the fashion retail space and working at Louis Vuitton. And I remember the day exactly of like, okay, I made the call. I have to, I'm taking this messy action. And there was a transition plan for me, but a lot of people like, um, like, do you have like, like, are you okay? Like, does something traumatic happen to you? You're literally leaving a salary job to like go work hundred percent commission. I'm like, yeah. And because I know I'm not wanting to do that anymore. And you're taking a little bit of a chance in yourself. And I know not everyone's set up in those situations where you can just kind of like burn it all down. But I think that it is, um, and like work for no money. But, um, I think there is a point where if it's not purpose filling, and I know you and I talk about this so much and you find something that is in alignment where you might be a beginner at something and it might feel scary, but you do it and look at where you are now. That's amazing. So when you came back, were you doing like, you started like doing full-time fitness and then how did this, like, I mean, you always have an entrepreneurial soul, but like, what was like filling in around you? Cause I know you worked at a few studios and then there was a point where then I, I remember you kind of not pulling away, but like you, mm-hmm. I definitely saw this like creation, like business side of yeah. together. Yeah. So for me, my dream job was always to work at Bespoke Studios and Barry's Bootcamp. I was like, this is going to be the cream of the crop. Yeah. I made it, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I was teaching, I was personal training and I started to really look at who are the people that are coming to these classes. And there's some type of gravity between us to do something more. And so I, I dropped into this like more creative space, like you said, to um, start looking at how else can I take these people on a journey outside of the studio? Um, there was a lot of you know questions in the studio, outside of the studio on Instagram. And I'm like, what is missing? And a big piece of it was like offering something outside of the studio. So I started a business um, specifically online and it was very specific for women because I just saw such a hole in community um, and created this incredible community all around life coaching, um, uh, fitness, mindset, and nutrition. And just kind of crossed my fingers and was like, I know intuitively, I know that this is going to work. Yeah. Um, and you probably felt the same. I'd actually love to hear your thoughts on this too, but there was something so innate about starting something and it, it, again, it just like kind of happened very organically, very naturally. I started it on Facebook. I didn't have a website. It was like, who wants to play in this group? Right. I think the first course that we ran, it was like, six weeks long and it was $200 or something. And I was like, keeping my fingers crossed, hoping that like this would hit. And the second round that we did, that was in a September, that was September of 2018. I ran another group in January. We had 54 people sign up and everyone was paying $3,000. Like it was fucking insane. It was like, Oh, okay. I'm onto something here. And so intuitively knew that Um, beyond the studio was an area that I could really support people. Um, And being in the studio is, I mean, I'm still at Bespoke all the time. Um, That is such a space for, it's kind of like this gateway to deeper work for me. Um, And for a lot of people that, you know, kind of step into that space. Uh, And what were some of the people, I I love all of that. And I, I know you have helped so many people over the years with all of it. And I'm sure everyone was coming up, like seeing you and all the success that you were having, like, how did you do it? Can I pick your brain? You know, all this conversation, like what were people coming to you constantly about that really led you to kind of create this first offering that you did? Yeah. Yeah. So it started as like a mooch. What do you eat? How do you have so much energy? What do you, and I realized I was like, 
why are you asking me this? This is so specific to me. And you are very different. Like you are unique. You're amazing. Yes. (laughs) I know, but it's so interesting. It's like, I don't want you to do what I'm doing. I want you to do what's best for you. And so that was really the premise of like, let's actually show you and guide you to a space where you feel really confident about the foods that you eat and the drinks that you drink and the things that you do. Right. And as that kind of started, it was, um, about a year in and we started noticing that we were attracting like very specific people, right? Like nurses, moms, and fitness instructors, I would say were probably the top three people that we were supporting. And all of these people had these traits of notoriously putting themselves last and um, always feeling tired and feeling like um, they should do all the shoulds, right? right? All these people that I was before um, started showing up and it so organically happened that there were three, actually there were four people from my move community that um, were like, Hey, we saw so much in like the business aspect of it. Would you be willing to like teach me how to build a business around it? And I was like, yes, matter of fact, I would love that. So about a year after we had started move, um, we created a, a business building company because it was very organically what was asked. Um, in that first group, we had four people. And the second group we had, I think it was like 16. Um, and it just started to grow from there. And again, it was like, when I zoom out of both of those companies and what they really stood for, they were very much so the same, right? Around like the mindset of, How do you show up to a gym? How do you show up to your fitness regime? How do you, you know, eat confidently? How do you sit around a a kitchen table with your family who's criticizing you for whatever the fuck it is? And same with business building, which is like, how do you show up powerfully to any room that you're in? How do you, right? And so all these overlapping themes were so evident. And a lot of the communities had so many, so many different points of overlap, which was incredible. Well, in in doing all this building, I mean, I know you have taken on some great partners uh, because, again, like I, I also can feel this to my soul of starting these things, like feeling like you can do it on your own, but we can only we can only take our expertise so far. So sometimes it's like these partnerships that come in and these people that come in, but you go through seasons and cycles of people, individuals, yep. and I do feel like, and I have seen this over the past few years. Um, you know, shame and individuals feeling like, oh shit, I hired the wrong person or, oh God, like I'm not in business with the right person. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for you that now has this next pivot of doing all these things, um, I know there was a moment too, where you kind of stepped away and you're like, okay, I, I built all this and now, you know, I, I need to kind of move on. You yeah. know, how do you know when it's time to move on? Or, or maybe if there's people that you're working with are just not aligning to you, because I think a lot of people struggle and I especially know because I work with a lot of founder-led brands, like they bring in a CEO yeah. or they try to bring on a partner and y'all, you're not speaking the same language or like there's something yeah. not right in alignment, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think the biggest shift for me was listening to what my body was actually telling me. There is so mm-hmm. much and you and I have connected on so many different ways in terms mm-hmm. of fitness, but mm-hmm. there is so much that your body can tell you that your brain confuses you out of. And so for me, it was like, why not to be like TMI, but why is my cycle off? Why am I, why is my nervous system so irritated? Why do Mm. I feel like I'm not sleeping? Like all of these things that were lining up to say like, Hey, Mooch, pay attention because this is, this is wonky for you. Right. And not that it's out of like, you know, blame or anything like that, like no judgment, not no criticism, nothing. It's just, it's not fucking working. Right. And the second that you can release kind of the, it needs to work or it has to work is when you really start to pick up all this information of like how it could work better for you. And there were a lot of little pings last year specifically around that for me and the direction that I was going in terms of business, but also like personally, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, leaving Barry's January of 2020, that was another decision that I was like, this feels so wrong in my body now. And it's, it's not explainable. I don't have answers. It's just, it is. So left Barry's pulled on more with, you know, my, my own business started realizing that like things weren't really falling into the place 
the place that I wanted them to be. Right. And of course the, the, I love that you keep saying seasons, like there are seasons and reasons for every single thing in your life. And as soon as we can like befriend that whole statement of like, maybe this is just a season, right? I always joke like, mom, it's just a phase. Like maybe it fucking is. is. Right. And like, maybe there's another season that you're meant to be stepping into just like, you know, this is why I always want to live in the Northeast. Cause I'm like the seasons there remind me that we also as humans experience seasons. Yeah. And like, the moon cycle, that's a season. That is a cycle that like we as women specifically align with, right? And so there's so many things, Meg, that I think, you know, were kind of these little internal pings that I was receiving that the second that I kind of turned up the volume of those internal pings, I started to get more answers to like, mm-hmm. what's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. in this process, because I, I mean, oh my God, I probably have like a 72 season Netflix show from 2020 to like where I am now of like how much I've changed and you give your, you know, so true. I, I also have a dose of like busy woman syndrome where I'm very, but I'm very much like you. I'm like, okay, I did this. Like what's next? What, what's next versus like yes. sitting in it and celebrating how far that you've come. But yes. in, in over these past three years, like what are you really proud of? And like, how did you trust that ping? to like make that big move and just, yeah. cause you've had, you've had like a little bit of a rebuilding phase, right? So what are you oh, most 100%. proud of, of really saying hell yes to over these past three years? And what was that ping that is leading you yeah. to like kind of where you are now? I yeah. think the biggest thing for me, it wasn't about saying hell yes to things. It was about saying hell no to things. Right. Yeah. And that to me was probably the biggest shift in if it's not a full body, yes, don't, don't sign me up for it. And listening to that intuition, like I've done so much work around really being guided by my intuition because for so long I was like, no, shush, like, uh uh-uh, I know better. And I'm actually so proud of being able to step into like what I don't know and allowing that to be my teacher versus like, I need to know everything. Um, Because, you know, like, between you and I, and I'm sure the people that we both work with, we're always working and around high achieving humans and high achieving doesn't always necessarily mean that we know everything. We sure as fuck know a lot. We're probably really good at trivia. We know like different supplements to take. We can really tune into our body. We know a lot, but it's less about the knowingness and more about the Um, and I guess for me specifically, like being able to step into the unknown to really fall into exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. Which is, which is, so where did all of these new ideas sort of come from? How long have you been manifesting and creating (laughs) and building to kind of get to what you're excited to launch soon? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I think truthfully, it's probably been a a combination of all of the things that I've built over the years and years and years. Like I even think back to like, what was I doing going door to door selling chicken eggs? Like that actually got me to the spot here. Right. And like what's learned through those experiences that got me to the spot here. Um, So there's a lot of gratitude that's woven into all of the things, the ups, the downs, the fuck yeses, the no's, the the shoulds, the whatevers, right? Because honestly, with any, without any of those, who knows if we'd be sitting on this podcast, right? Like I do believe that in some divine space, every single thing that's happened up until now, even the really shitty things have happened exactly how they needed to. Um, I think for me, always knowing that um, community is something at heart that I really not only thrive in, but I so enjoy seeing unfold. Um, so it's not a surprise to me that I'm starting two companies that are so heavily devoted to, to community mm-hmm. and to bringing people together and to connecting dots of all different walks of life. Um, so that to me doesn't necessarily feel super surprising, but I think in the delivery of it in so many different ways it is, right? Like I'm building my first brick and mortar, which... I don't know if you asked me even seven, eight months ago, I would have been like, fuck no, I never want to open a brick and mortar. And now I'm like, this is the best ever. Like, of course I want to build a brick and mortar. Right. So, um, I don't know. It's hard to discern like the actual points that made sense 
years ago, but I do trust that they got me to exactly where I am now for sure. Yeah. And I think it's that network community and intuition where I know you are surrounded by other like really amazing entrepreneurs and I have to imagine um, you know, there's conversations going and I'm sure a lot of bad ideas that have been thrown out, <laughs> a yep. lot of like sussing through, all right, does this make sense? And maybe who could be the right partner? But I also feel yep. like it's finding those people that are on this journey with you that are like, okay, how can I help you? How can I support you? And I know because I talk to these individuals all the time, there's so many people, I think, especially as we had, you know, we're in this new year coming up that don't feel like they know how to connect also with like-minded people or like, where's the the Boston networking for professionals or business owners and beyond going to fitness, which I know is such a community builder in itself because it's a routine and you go and you see same people, but Yep. That we we need a place where people can show up and have meaning com- from ver- meaningful conversations, cut yeah. through the small talk. I like small talk. Like I would rather, like oh, it hurts. Jump off my building, <laughs> 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 or like take a swim. Like I don't even know in freezing cold. Well, you actually love those cold waters, but I, um, water. I, I would do anything, <laughs> right? Not to like get into the small talk, but like have meaningful, like soul building, like light yourself up conversations. So in this business partnership, do you feel like you're like connecting with like different people or yeah. uh, the right people to like really kind of help you move some of these goals forward? And how important is that for those individuals out there listening that don't feel like they 100%. have those people? Like, where can we find them too? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I am a firm b- believer in, um, not to use this word in like a negative way, but like, I want to, I always am looking to be like, not the dumbest person in the room, but not know right? I always want to be in a place where I'm being elevated to like show up for the occasion, right? Like how do I put myself in more of those places? And how do I also surround myself with people that see blind spots that I had no idea I had? Because until you're around those people, um, you're going to default to what you always knew. And for me, blind spots over the last year have been like so incredibly eye-opening to me to be like, Oh, okay. I'm in this group. I was on a retreat a couple of weeks ago here in Austin and it was like blind spot after blind spot. And I'm like, just give it to me. Like, this is so emotional. And I want all of them because I do think that there is something so special about being shown perceptions and perspectives that you had no idea you were creating. Right. So that's one thing. Um, in terms of finding it, like, I think there's a lot of, courage in just showing up to a meeting or walking up into a conversation with the courage to say like, I want to connect on a deeper level. Yeah. And not everyone can meet you there, but I think that initial, I'm going to get out of my own shit. I'm going to put myself out there and I want to connect beyond like, Hey, how are you? What do you do for work? Like no one fucking cares. And I think the more that you can practice doing that And I've had conversations where I'm like, Hey, can we take this conversation deeper? And people are like, you're weird. And that's okay. Like (laughs) like, not everyone wants to go deep, but being able to put yourself out there, um, has been really, uh, I think that's, that's kind of the key, right? Because if you put yourself out there and you're met with, yeah, you're kind of weird or that, I don't know, what do you want to go deeper on? they might be in another conversation where now they're connecting the dots and saying like, Hey, you should actually connect with Mooch because Mooch likes to have these like weird, deep conversations. And it creates just like this knowingness in within a community to, you know, connect dots, which I don't know, I think is so powerful, but there's a lot of confidence that goes into just putting yourself out there and practicing that on a day-to-day basis, whether it's like, saying hi to someone who is working at a Starbucks like that. It literally will build capacity to have open conversations, right? Holding the door for someone and saying like, Hey, I hope you have a great day opening the door. That's the energy that you're putting out there. That's going to actually allow you to receive more of those conversations. Yeah. Or, or in this Boston community where some of the studios are very great. Some people will just like run you over to like get to the door and like out on their way for their Starbucks latte, but like say hi to the person on the bike next to you. (laughs) You never know who you're going to be. 
Right. Say hi to like your anything mate. Like fitness class yeah. is like <laughs> a safe haven for people yeah. who don't want to have conversation because a the music's really fucking loud. Yeah. There's no lights. Yeah. No one can see you anyway. Yeah. So it's like if you take your towel and whip someone next to you, think yeah. about the energy that you're actually yeah. putting out there to say like, hey, I'm open to like interacting here. You don't have to say shit. You literally just put the energy out that's saying like, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. Right. And. I think there's something so special about the Boston fitness community for that reason. Like you could be again in a dark room and then nudge someone next to you. And all of a sudden you're on a different level with those people. Now, what it takes for the, the brave courage, like courageous side of you is taking it a step further and being like, Hey, thanks. Like, thank you so much for whipping your towel at me. Or it was so fun to ride next to you tonight. Like something so easy where you're taking that conversation outside of the studio. Because in that unit, you're surrounded by everybody. <laughs> Investors, Everyone. lawyers, doctors, nurses. I mean, yeah. you could be looking for a new job in X, Y, and Z healthcare or this and, and or PR happens. marketing. And you're like, whoa, this yep. is a crazy conversation. So um, yeah, you just have to show up for yourself in some way, shape or form. And I've really pushed my comfort zone of going to things alone showing up and not knowing people and just getting curious about others and asking questions. And it's pretty magical. Um, So, I mean, as much as we really ride on the high highs of all the things, like there's a lot of low lows. How do you feel Mm -hmm. like you've really navigated some of those low lows in your, in your lowest, like challenging moments? Cause I know you've been through a lot too, just all around, right. With family and your dad and all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's been like a really beautiful learning experience with myself. Um, different modalities and different seasons of life for sure. Uh, I think a lot of what, and even this Boston community, right. I think about Boston and how masculine the energy feels in terms of like, just go to the next thing, just go to the next thing, just go to the next thing. We don't really hold space as much as we probably would like for the shit that feels heavy and shitty. And we notoriously as humans and as emotional beings, right? We notoriously steer away from pain or discomfort. And so much of the learning for me has been able to stay in the pain or discomfort, which honestly like started a lot within fitness of like, how far can my body go before I'm so fucking uncomfortable that I actually need to stop right in a healthy way. Right. I'm not trying to like run people over, run myself over, beat myself into the ground, but there is an element of seeing what your capacity is for pain and being able to endure it. That I think for me has been a really interesting concept. I am now in this season of like, how do I navigate regulating my nervous system? Quite literally, because for so long it was like, go, 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 go to the point where like there wasn't any regulation of what actually needed to happen. So yes, I laugh about cold plunging, but quite literally that is a nervous system regulator, right? Breath work, meditation, a lot of journaling, um, you know, the, the standard modalities that I feel like are so trendy right now that we've had for fucking ever. And all of a sudden they're starting to get trendy and I don't even care that they're trending because they're actually supportive. So I'm here for this trend, but, um, you know, that's been around for a long time. I've probably been journaling. I mean, I, I have read entries in my diary and I'm like, damn, Mooch was onto some journaling when she was six, seven, eight years Same. old. Like, I remember. Oh yeah. Every, every night I, I was like writing in my little cat journal, obviously it was, so had right, a cat on right? it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even through, yeah. that's funny, even through like creative expression, right. I got into art. So when I was in high school, um, and in college, I did every single art class my high school offered. And then in college I did like, I think I did like six or seven credits before they were like, Hey, are you going to be an art major or are you trying to like do something else? Right. So any creative expression, whether it's dance or, um, you know, drawing or friggin' whatever, right. Planting. I'm like looking at all these plants in this part, yeah. but like, <laughs> how can you, express in a different way. And I think for me, that's been such a part of the healing process and the regulation that I've been looking for probably for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have to take care of our nervous systems. I've, I've manifested some crazy autoimmune things in my body over this past sure. year of yeah. just, I think it started um, really crazy. And 
you know, 2023 has felt interesting. Um, yep. You know, I, I guess there's definitely an energy, I feel like, around this new year of like, let's go, let's do it. Um, what are you most excited about in, in building these two businesses? And and when do you, f- so I know one is like, you know, your brick and mortar is not until the end of the new next yep. year, but in terms of launching, are you doing new coaching programs? Like what is your next like pivot with yep. purpose and who are you working with within this community? Tell yep. us about that. Yeah. So Catalyst, um, the company that is launching probably in the next two weeks, which is yeah. really exciting, yeah. um, is um, we're supported. It's me and another um, business partner of mine that I actually met through the fitness space, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, former CIO of a massive bank, um, really different perspective on life and business, which is exactly what I wanted um, in terms of a partnership to be able to learn from each other and grow with each other and, you know, communicate in different ways. Um, so super excited about that. And I think one of the things that excites me most about building now another kind of virtual online company is doing it in a way that is balanced. Um, my last company that I started was literally like full fucking send, eat, sleep, breathe this company, like one track mind, can't be involved anywhere else. And this, this one that I'm now building is very much so about, the openness and the network and understanding like there is a balance between personal and professional and um, combining those two in a way that feels really aligned um, is something that I'm most excited about. I think for the brick and mortar that um, we're opening at the end of next year, hopefully like fall end of next year, um, the piece that I'm really excited about is putting myself in a very different place. Like right now we're like we're opening the funding round for investors, which is new to me. Um, any virtual company that I've started has never needed or required any type of investment. Um, so the investment piece is honestly so, I I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just feeling like this massive expansion in terms of getting uncomfortable, um, and doing it in a way that is supporting my growth. Um, I think having all of these little tools for nervous system regulation is really important to me and um, balancing the two through modalities that I've, I felt like have really been able to reset me is, is so crucial. And I'm just excited to do it all over again with a totally different perspective. Right. And new people. Now, will people be able to work with you one-on-one in your new Yeah. So I do have one-on-one clients right now, which Mm -hmm. is really fun. Um, I work with people anywhere from six months to a year. Um, so these partnerships are really deep. They're like, Hey, we're, we're actually going in for a year. Like we're going to, we're going to really, really see like a full fiscal year of your business. Um, this is all business and I would say primarily business, but a lot of life coaching through it as well, which I'm sure, you know, like even when you zoom out from like career coaching, there's so much of like the confidence and the emotional intelligence that go into making sure that these people are successful. Um, and business is just a, a gateway to see like what's missing from your life quite literally. So a lot of the overlap there is really cool to see, but, um, yeah, I'm only working with six to eight people for the next year. Um, and excited to like really see how this business unfolds for them and, um, being a part of that in a totally different way is really special. What are some misconceptions do you feel like are out there around coaching? Coaching gets a bad rap right now. It's getting a bad rap right now. Um, (laughs) It's really interesting. Uh, And I I, honestly, I understand why, right? Because it's not regulated much. It's it's not. And and there are coaches out there that um, have their own coaching style, right? And I totally respect it. Like you do you. That's not for me. Um, I'm not one to want to be relied on. Like, I think a lot of these coaching programs are really banking on the fact that like clients will be, uh, enabled so hard that they don't actually have the tools to do it on to their do own the work. Right. Cause we're not here to really tell you it's like to guide no. you and that's okay. Like, we'll look I for love that quick you. Fits, right. Yeah. Yes. And like, I love working with people like every one of my clients that I've ever worked with, I have probably a personal relationship now with. Like I am so game to be a part of your life beyond coaching. I love it. I, and like, I adore it. And it, it honestly is really special to me. Um, what's not special is I want you to outgrow what I coach. Like 
And I think there are a lot of coaching worlds right now that it's almost like it's fear-based because they don't want their clients to get to the point where they don't need them anymore. Um, and it's a really interesting concept to me because isn't that why we're doing it so that they evolve and that they elevate? Like, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't really align with that. Um, so I think it's getting a bad rap. I think there is also something that you alluded to before with like, you know, oh, well, I invested in something and it actually wasn't what I thought it was going to be, right? right? There's such an emphasis on like marketing and sales um, when it comes to coaching that when you actually get into a program, the product doesn't align with like what they marketed or sold you. And I think that's creating, you know, a misconception around like, well, coaching's kind of a fluke. And I don't blame these people who have these experiences who are like, what the fuck did I just spend my money on? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does make it harder to get back into that scene. I've, I've worked with coaches that, mm-hmm. you know, or in masterminds where I'm like, well, right. that really wasn't what you said it was going to be, but I'm still finding value through it. Right. Um, and that's on, that's on the client, right? That yeah. is 100% on the client. If you sign up for something that is not what you're sold, is there a way for you to find something that is worth value and is, is supporting you in a way that maybe you didn't see, right? Um, because a lot of times what we think we need isn't actually what we need. It's what we want. And what we need is actually available within just opening your gaze to something else, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And no, and I think it's navigating and hopefully anyone thinking about working with a coach, and I'm sure you do this, like have a discovery call. Like it's it's just got to feel really good and yeah. it shouldn't feel... Um, Forced and I don't know. You just go on the vibes, right? <laughs> buy on, buy on no, vibes. Totally. You know, and, and the and goals that you want to get to, basically, like it's, it's mutual. Right it's a relationship. Right. It's like yeah. it's got to feel good for the coach just as much as it's got to feel good for the client. Yeah. Like yeah. there has to be a mutual understanding of like, yo, we're going in this together, right? And it's not going to be easy. We're probably going to have conversations that piss you off and piss me off and do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But there has to be that equal understanding and that equal respect. Yeah. For sure. It's so magical. I mean, I don't think I would be here now if I hadn't started working with a coach in the pandemic and then have done so much in between. And I've changed, then you change coaches and you change goals, but it's, it's such a meaningful investment. So I'm so excited to see mm-hmm. all that you are creating. And you know me, I love a good like business building, <laughs> branding, um, yeah. all the things, but let's like dive into a deeper mood before I let you go, but I'm going to ask you some more fun questions. Um, yeah. And someone listening in that may be like sitting in a crappy nine to five job, being navigated in a toxic work environment, which has come up lately for me of like my boss sucks, everybody sucks. I'm crying at work every day. Uh, what advice would you give to someone that is like really struggling right now to to make that pivot with purpose? Like what maybe is one thing they could do or like share some of that mooch inspiration, which I know you do on your podcast too, which we'll talk about, but yeah. What advice would you give? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not having these feelings for nothing, right? Like if you're sitting and crying at work every day, why? Like give that space to that feeling and that emotion and your answer is in there. Um, I often say that a lot of the things that we're trying to find in this life, we already knew it's about being or being reminded or remembering them. So your body's telling you something. If you are so out of alignment and feel so shitty all of the time, listen to that. And also know that not making a change is just as much of a choice and an action as making a change. So if you are actively sitting in the space of discomfort and not loving whatever job or hating your boss, that's you're choosing into that which I think triggers a lot of people, but that's the reality of it. Like that is your choice that you are showing up in that space and that you are continuously walking through those doors and feeling fucking miserable and want to like strangle everyone, mm-hmm. right? Know that there's an opposite side of that choice that might be your answer. So I don't know if that's tangible enough, but listen to those feelings and maybe ask them without judgment. Like, why is this happening? What's actually upsetting me? What is actually uh, at the root of how I'm feeling right now? Yeah. And there's probably multiple things there, but we have to sit down with ourselves and like face those hard truths. (laughs) 
right? You can't blame it on everybody else. Like this, these, this is our world to live in. It's our world, it's our life. And it's our responsibility to actually make the choices that align best for us. Right. And I think something that I've heard in terms of like the nine to five world is like, well, I don't want to like upset my boss or what are they going to do when I leave? Dude, you know that you are replaceable in any certain situation. Just know that. Um, And it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to figure out how the business at a whole is going to fill your role. And I always say too, well, not to interrupt, but I'm like, do you think if your boss gets their call for a dream job or anybody else in your team, do you think that they're thinking about you? No. Hell no. Hell no. So why are you like focusing your decisions on other people's like emotional, like what ifs? Totally. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so your podcast, because I know you share so many, so many juicy nuggets, yeah. topics, like what was the inspiration to like bring this podcast to life? Cause I know you've had podcasts before more yep. where there was collaborations, but now this is you. Was it recurring themes with people in your DMs? And you're just like, no, yeah, we need to talk so about funny. we need to talk about yeah, these no, things. <laughs> I think the yeah. the it's funny, the idea for this specific podcast um actually sprouted from one of my Barry's classes. Mm-hmm. Um when I used to teach at Barry's, my biggest thing was like, can you add point one? Because in terms of life, when you take that idea of like just adding point one to your treadmill. Um, you are taking a next step. You are actively choosing something a little bit more challenging. You are choosing something a little bit greater than um, what you're currently in. And that was kind of the premise for Point One. Um, so the Point One podcast is really built on very short episodes, unless we have guests, because I love chatting with all of my friends on that. Um, but these little short episodes of very mini little snippets that support you in taking a next step and taking the next point one. And um, I think as I've really like just kind of had fun with this podcast, it's really interesting to see some of the people that had started listening from the beginning and how they've been taking all these little point ones and they reflect back and they're like, wait, I'm at like two full points now. Like this actually is lining up and is supporting me. And I had no idea Um, And it's kind of in that beauty of like the surprise of how far you've actually come when you just add a little each time. Um, And it's not necessarily about more like this podcast isn't like, do this for today, like add this to your thing. Like sometimes it's about removing and sometimes it's about finding clarity and these next steps that you can take um, is really what the, the point one is built on. So every, every episode has some type of action that you can take on a weekly basis um, that will be supportive in, in changing your life. Yeah, no, there's such beautiful episodes. And are you a big resolutions person? Like, are you so, I, I feel like we're big goals, but are, what are your intentions? Like, what are you setting for next year? What's your word of next year? Do you do resolutions? Like, take us home with like, I, yeah, I typically goals. don't do yeah. resolutions, um, but <laughs> I do, um, and I'm doing this practice um, mm. here in the next probably week and a half. Mm-hmm. But I pick a word for the yeah. year. Um, and my word is built on a vision. And usually those visions come through either a breath work or a meditation. So it's very much so like I am surrendering to every single thing. And I'm going into this space where I'm kind of in that theta brain wave space where I'm somewhere between sleeping and not. And I'm in a very deep form of meditation that allows me to drop into like, what is what is inner me need? Um, because it's so easy to do a vision board and it's so easy to come up with goals and it's so easy to do all of these things that feel like we're taking action. But I think for me, what I've learned over the last couple of years is like, how do I take less action to actually find what, what it is that's coming for me and, and, um, you know, going to be supportive for this year from there. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's make, let's make vision boards. (laughs) Let's do all this, but let's drop into like truly what is, within us that we already have the answer to that we're just being reminded of to then go create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I, I do think there's so much power in setting that intention and vision. I remember my vision really coming into like, I think it was 2021 where we're, we're starting to get back in person, like, you know, starting to do things. And I'm like, okay, over these next two years, like, I really want to make new friends. <laughs> like I need to like expand my reach and my network. And now, you know, we've got all kinds of things built and all of it. But I think that intention is there. And then you should be excited about putting energy behind that for whatever you're looking to build for whatever, you know, the future is holding. 
Um, but I think that is, yeah, it's like, what do, what do you want out of this? And like, what do you want for yourself? and why right right? yeah 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 no i love it maybe we should do some like witchy shit in the next couple we really need to i know no we really need to yeah that's that Mm -hmm. intention came from i think i did like one of Allie's like sound healing and it's so magical like to get yourself in like the state like you said breath work or something where you're like why was i thinking about purple socks and making myself a cup of tea and then all of a sudden i got this word expansion like what just happened yeah oh my gosh well, before I let you go, what's one non-negotiable in your routine, like every day beyond working out? Because I feel like that's something that's so yeah. consistent. But is there anything that you really love to do or that you set like a fierce boundary of like, no one's messing with this? Yeah, on a daily? honestly, mm-hmm. it, it, it truly is movement. Yeah. Um, and movement for me doesn't always necessarily mean like destroying myself at the gym. Today mm-hmm. was a destroy myself day and I loved every second of it. But um for me, yeah. movement allows me to really set an intention for the day. Um, and that is a non-negotiable. Like I want to know not where I need to go or what I need to do or who I need to talk to. But for me, it's like, who am I being today? And who do I get to be today that I actually am blessed to put my feet on the floor when I wake up and choose whatever intention I'm going to lead with today. And um, that is definitely like a fun little, very simple process that you can quite literally say, who do I get to be today? And live your day through that. Have the little reminders on your phone. Like when I had started doing more intention practices, I've had, I actually kept some of them. Um, I used to set alarms based on the day. So like at noon, my alarm would go off and be like, you know, whatever my intention was for the day would pop up on the bottom of the phone. And I'm like, oh yeah, come back to it come back to it. So, um, you know, it's some type of intention setting, whether it's, um, again, choosing a word for the day or choosing what, you know, the vision for the day looks like or feels like is really important to me. Oh, I love that so much. And I accredit you to like morphing me into this morning person where if you're Boston, Mondays with Mooch, um, yeah, Studios, where, uh, you know, I just, I know I, I come in there Mondays with some heavy stuff, with some big weeks, the he- big things on the calendar for the week or something for that Monday. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. You work out, you kind of leave with like a different pep in your step. Um, so yep. I get it, but I know, you know, I, I just think bottom line, like move your body, get out, yeah find that harmony and things you enjoy while you're putting all this like energy into your business and all of it. It's just so important. So Absolutely. how can people find you and work with you? And I guess we'll be on the lookout for this like big launch, but what's I one know, of your favorite crazy. platforms to like be on and, and how can people kind of find you and engage with you? Yeah. So you can obviously find me at the Point One podcast because we're there also every Monday. It's Monday all juicy so content. Good. So it's like free and coaching. And Megan's with on there. Yeah. So we should share. I should actually reshare your episode too because I yeah. loved it. But um, And then Instagram, honestly, that's usually my platform of choice. Um, and it's really fun to connect with different people there. So if you're over there and you haven't introduced yourself or reached out, please like know that in putting that energy out into the world, it's seen and it's heard and it's, it doesn't go unnoticed. So um, if you're looking for like those deeper connections, and it helps to know that you can reach out and not have to say anything about deeper connections and just reach out and start having conversations. Obviously, I don't want to speak for Megan, but I'm sure Megan's open to it. So reach out to one of us. Um, And Instagram for me is usually the easiest. Yeah, well, I think we laugh knowing what's in my DM, cats and Aperol spritz memes and stuff. I'm like, my on brand, I really need to pivot myself next year. I'm an alcoholic, like crazy cat lady. Great. A cat lady who loves There's a cat lady that loves spritzes and we know a good wine. Um, But no, you are so incredible. I mean, I know we could just talk for days and days, but we, we got stuff to do. But I really, really appreciate you being a part of my world and always supporting me. And, you know, being able to collaborate with you on so many different levels. I remember listening to you years ago on podcasts and for somebody who has, yeah, built confidence over the years to like show up to say hi to you. I feel like we've had this like very organic evolution of our relationship, like just freaking start talking to people. That's like, boom, mic drop moment, like get out there, make new friends. Happy New Year. Um, can't wait for all that you're building. So thank you so much for being with us here with thank us today you. and wishing you so uh, much success. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Uh, likewise. <laughs> likewise. So much fun. Thank you for yeah. having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you like this episode, please make sure to share it in your social networks and tag us, share the love. And with that, for my loyal listeners, I wanted to offer you something very special I'm looking to host coming soon, mid-February, date to be dropped soon. But head over and make sure you sign up for my email list over at www.meganhool.com. There's also a link in the show note episodes as I am getting ready to teach a webinar called Navigating What's Next for all of us that may be struggling to find purpose, clarity, need some extra motivation, inspiration in your business, life, career, whatever it is. I feel like we all need a little community and support as we head into 2024. And I am just so excited to bring some high profile, high energy network connections together to meet new people, expand ideas, and just continue to build community of support in this beautiful podcast world that we live in. So thank you so much again for your support of all that I do. I hope to see you in the webinar and make sure to head over to the link and sign up. 